All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, really excited about what is to come on today's episode. The four things that I have, ah, I, I really like them. Three guests and then me talking about weighted blankets. Now, my first guest is going to be my husband, which this is a huge deal because that means we got him to come back, y'all. We did it. His podcast debut was like, I don't know what the episode before last. And he is not a person that's very open. He doesn't like to talk. He doesn't like to share. But I feel like he thinks that we are a safe space for him. So that's amazing. He got good reviews, good comments, good emails. So he, you know, I I use that to lure him back on. And if you missed the episode where he debuted on the podcast, he was talking about PMS with me, how to handle PMS like a man. So you can go back and listen to that. And in this episode, we're going to talk about when he said, I love you to me for the first time. And we dive into our relationship because I think you might be surprised when he chose to tell me that he loved me because even I was a little surprised on this episode. Also going to talk about why I don't weigh myself anymore. And I've got celebrity trainer, Aaron Opria coming in to talk about that. She's a trainer to big time people here in Nashville, you know, just like Carrie Underwood, Casey Musgraves, Maren Morris, Kelsey Ballerini. And then I have no idea. Somehow I got lucky enough. She trains normal people too. So I have started to work out with her in the last year and she's amazing and is really helping me become more confident with my strong body and eating properly and not obsessing over anything that the scale says. So we talk about that and maybe you might want to throw away your scale after you listen to this episode. Then I've got cosmetic tattoo artist Megan Pearson on, which she's who did my eyebrows. So here's the deal. On the last episode, I told y'all that I got microblading done and it was a horrible experience. I had to have laser tattoo removal and there was such a good response from that. I got so many questions that I asked Megan, who corrected my eyebrows, if she would come on and talk about it a little bit further. And 
you know, she's works with a lot of the country artists here, keeping them pretty. She does makeup and then that transition to her doing actual tattooing and she's great. So she'll be on today's episode. And then I got my weighted blanket in. So I'm ready to review that and share with you all whether I think a weighted blanket is something that you need to invest in as well. And in that little segment, it's the fourth thing. I I recorded that the other day and I mentioned in there that I was trying to get Amazon to approve me as an influencer. So to have like an Amazon shop page where I could just send y'all to things that I talk about and boom, the link is right there on my page and you can buy it. So because some Sometimes I'm like, just Google it. Well, now this is getting easier. And then eventually this will lead to something that I'll have on my website once that gets built. But Amazon emailed me this morning and said I was approved. So I'll go ahead and give you the shop page now because you'll hear in the way to blanket segment that I'm, I'm waiting on approval, but I'm no longer waiting. I've got it. So if you go to amazon.com slash shop slash Radio Amy, boom, it's got all my stuff up there. So in my Q&A show, which launched earlier this week on Tuesdays, I now have a Q&A episode where I'm going to answer all your questions. One of the questions I got was, what kind of eye patches do you use? And I gave the answer. I talked about two brands that I really like, Skin Iceland and Peter Thomas Roth. Well, guess what? Now they're on my Amazon page. So all you have to do is go to amazon.com slash shop slash Radio Amy and boom, the link is right there and you can just buy it. You don't have to look it up and wonder, am I buying the right thing? You're actually buying what I buy on Amazon. I also have some of the stuff up there to make my matcha. I've got some kitchen stuff that I can't live without. My salt lamp is up there. I keep my salt lamp in my room. I have it on all the time. It helps with purifying the air and you can read all about it if you click on the salt lamp link. But I've got lots of stuff up there. So I'm kind of, you know, working on my little banner and my picture to get that looking right. But yeah, if you want to go shop my Amazon page, it's kind of exciting. I got approved. I still don't have a blue check mark on Instagram, which I just hit 500,000 followers. So yeah, half a million followers can't get a blue check mark. I've been rejected by Instagram for the blue check mark like three times. So, but hey, shout out to Amazon for accepting me as an influencer to have my own shop page. It's like really exciting. But if you happen to know anybody at Instagram that can hook a girl up, because I think, you know, having that blue check mark, it's not an ego thing for me. It's not like I need it to feel like, oh, I finally made it or anything. But I'm trying to engage with more people. And, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm reaching out to people and they don't they don't know who I am, but I happen to be a fan of theirs. And I want to see if they want to come share their story and their stuff on my podcast. And they're probably like, who is this girl? She doesn't even have a blue check mark. I can't take her seriously. And I need people to take me seriously so that they'll come on the podcast and share things with you that, you know, I I like about them. So a lot of them are like food bloggers or authors or different people that I'm inspired by. And I think they're cool. And again, if I'm just sending them a DM and it's not popping up directly at the top because I don't have a blue check mark or they see the DM and they're like, oh, I don't know if this is the real person. I'm not replying. It's probably just some spam. I'm not spam. I want people to come on. And, and help inspire all of us. So that's my little rant about my blue check mark on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, Amazon hooked it up. Amazon.com slash shop. And I think it's forward slash shop forward slash radio Amy. All right. So there we go. Let's move on into today's episode. Husband's coming up first. First thing. Back by popular demand, I have my husband, Ben of 12 years, military for a long time, grew up military. Your dad was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you knew from an early age, like you wanted to go to the Air Force Academy. Yeah. And you did that. Did you just burp? No, I was clearing my throat. You didn't give me a chance to like do my warm up. Oh, what's your warm warm up? Uh, Unique New York. That's what you told me. Unique Unique New York. New York. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? So you never gave me a warm up. You just started in. Did I say how long we've been married? 12 years. I did. did I know, but you I did. didn't know. Yeah. No, oh, I did. Said. Okay. So, and then much of that, or ha- about half of our marriage, you were in the Air Force mm-hmm. and then not, but like, you're very, like, you knew at five what you wanted to do and you're very, you make up your mind about things and you do it sort well, yeah. of. So I'm curious as to when you made up your mind that the only people you wanted to say, I love you to was your mom, your sister, and then whomever you were going to marry. Uh, I think my mom was the biggest proponent of that. She just said, make sure you're careful what you, who you say you're, you love because it, they're special words. And if you tell everybody, then it's not special. Okay. Which that's what led to us even talking about this is because our son, Stevenson, says, I love you 
to everybody. Yeah, he's like everything. He's like like an anchorman. I love lamp. I love car. I love girl. I love every girl. And he'll just point him out. He'll meet you and be like, I love you. Mm -hmm. And so you've been really trying to teach him to not overuse that word. Only. Well, yeah, I just want him to know that it's a special word. Like, if you say that, if you say it to everybody, then it's not special. Right. Right. So, so much so, we never said, I love you while we were dating. No. It wasn't until you proposed and I said yes that you finally was it before said, I, or after No, yes? it was after yes. Oh. Because had I said no, you didn't want to say it to me because then you would have said it to someone that wasn't going to be your wife. Now, during the engagement, there was still an opportunity for me to not become your wife, but. It ended up working out like really to seal that deal. You should have waited till I said I do like at the altar. No, I mean, I think you have to, you know, from the guy's perspective, I think at the proposal, you have to make your intentions known. Like at that time, you have to declare like, these are my intentions. Like literally, I love you and I am putting it on the line. Will you marry me? Well, so you totally threw me for a loop because first of all, we hadn't been dating that long, but we had known each other a really long time since we were kids, but we never dated until our 20s. Which is a super awkward, long conversation. Then we... Our friend Kevin, Dr. Lewis, mm-hmm. who's on a previous podcast, which if you haven't heard that one, it's about the placebo effect, and you should go back and listen to it if you have time. Dr. Lewis may come on again. He's a good, he's your best friend. I've known him my whole life. Anyway, he was getting married. He's full of all kinds of weird information. Yes, he is. So he was getting married. We were both at the wedding. You were stationed in England at the time, mm-hmm. but you were a groomsman. Yep. So you came back and... Where you were in town, and we hadn't seen each other in a while. No. And then I guess everybody's mission at that wedding was to set us up, and it worked. So then we started dating, and then a few months after that, you proposed, which I was totally thrown off because you had never even said you loved me. I I mean, but I had said I love you to other people, but you know that. Yeah, I mean, but you're, yeah. But I mean, to boyfriends that I had had in the past. I mean, I'm sure there was a boyfriend I thought I loved in high school, or maybe a couple, which I didn't. And then two guys in college that I, I, I loved, I, I did, right? Is that okay? I don't know. Yeah. Your feelings. Well, <laughs> Not you? mine. So did I you? didn't know them. Okay. You did, you're right. You didn't know them. But then you had never said it to me. And then you got down on one knee and you proposed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And then after I said yes, you said, okay, I've been waiting to tell you this. I love you. Yeah. Which was really sweet. Yeah. Well, and I wanted that. I mean, there's so there's so many things that we lose in life and, and the chance to actually share something special, something that you people can hold on to. Um, and that's, you know, one of them. I thought that those words mean something to me. And I think words that mean things in general. Like when you're talking, like the words you say actually mean something. So you need to be careful what you say. Yeah, that's important to remember. Words matter. I but, mean, I'm guilty of forgetting that. Yeah, for we're sure. definitely both. I mean, even our relationship in 12 years, like we get quick with words sometimes. and We don't mean to say something we say and, you know, we regret it later. Yeah. So your mom played a part in you not really saying I love you mm-hmm. until the time was right. Yeah. And then we ended up getting married. I think when you proposed, we decided we were going to wait almost a year. Yeah. Well, because I was deploying in like. You were going to Afghanistan yeah, in January. Like two months later, I was going to deploy. proposed in October. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, well, we'll just get married next September. Why we decided on that, I'm not sure. And then it kept getting bumped up, bumped up. And then we decided on May. And then my sister, who's married to your other best friend, who another side story is mm-hmm. my husband tried to date her well, way back. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is like a short little podcast. When we'll we were kids. Well, we can get into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, because technically you and her now husband, y'all fought over her in youth group. I won like, the coin toss. I won the flip. And so what happened with that? I had no game. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that just my being would attract her, knowing that I won the flip. So to set the story up for people that might be a little bit confused, we started going to a new church that my husband, Ben, and his best friend, Ben, went to. Not confusing at all. Not confusing. Ben and Ben. Well, so my sister, I, I'm the young, I'm younger. I'm like almost four years younger than you. And so obviously we would not work out till later in life That's because- weird. I was in junior high, then you were in high school. Actually, at this point, I was in elementary school. So my sister was new to youth group, and she was the cute new girl, and you and Ben flipped a coin, and you won the coin toss. And you had two weeks to woo her. Yeah, and then to to close the deal. To close the deal. Which means, like, become boyfriend-girlfriend. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, that's what, you know, just clarifying. You were, like, 12, 13 years old. So become her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen, right? No. She didn't even know you were. Now, when we talk about it as adults, she's like, Ben... 
I didn't even know you were trying to pursue me. Like, that's how not strong your game was. I know. <laughs> you, you had no game. So then once the two weeks was up, the other Ben swooped in and then they became boyfriend and girlfriend. And yeah. now there was some stuff in between, but now they're married with four kids. And oh yeah. And then I was, I eventually grew up and you're like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I'll ask the little sister out. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't anything like that. I just came back from, you know, I went to the wedding and came back. and I was like, hey, look who grew up. Like, wow. Like, See, that's what I just said. And you go, no, no, it wasn't like no, that. No, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'll take second best. Well, it was, okay, I'll take the little little sister. It was more like it was... I didn't even have any intention. Oh, my sister being, is awesome. I see why you she would want is, to date and her. She is, and she did send. She would send pictures at, like at Christmas. I'd get a picture of you every year. Well, like, she wanted. Yeah, she yeah, was the, she one of the main going, culprits like, in setting right. us up because she thought we would be great together. So, but she is also the reason why we ended up getting married eight weeks after you proposed. Yeah. Like you proposed in October, then yeah, like I said, we were gonna get married the following September. Then it got bumped to May, but then she was pregnant and due in May, and she said, "If y'all." get married and I go into labor, you're missing my husband, who's a groomsman. You're missing me, who's a bridesmaid. You're missing my kids, who are the ring bearer and the flower girl. Mm -hmm. And then mom and dad would be torn. Should we be at the hospital with the baby or at Ben and Amy's wedding? I mean, it would be a whole thing. So yeah, it. she she had a good point. So she's like, I have an idea. Y'all should get married on New Year's Eve. And I said, Christy, that is in eight weeks. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'll help you. So we did it and we got married. And you know what everybody thought is that... We were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Didn't all your friends from the Air Force who didn't know me, weren't they like, oh my gosh, did you get her pregnant? Yeah. Because they'd never even met you. And I'd lived in England for like right. four years at that time. And then all of a sudden you're marrying this girl in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Shotgun wedding. But fun fact, we hadn't even done it. <laughs> yeah. Fun why, fact. Why are you pausing? Well, I didn't know we were going that far here. <laughs> well, honey, we can be, We I say that, I've said it on the radio a okay. lot. I mean, All right. people know. People knew at the time. Because every even on the radio, I was getting questions like, oh, my goodness, are you pregnant? And I was like, no, we're waiting until our wedding night to have sex. Mm-hmm. This is uncomfortable. Well, if you can't tell, like, my, this entire marriage and relationship has been me trying to be quiet and keep all the emotions and all the things internal and not say anything. And it's been the opposite of Amy, like, pulling everything out and sharing it with everybody. But I think it's been healthy for you to share. That's why. And I'm thank you for coming back. On the podcast, by the way. My pleasure. This is your second appearance. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's hard for you, but I think you actually like it because otherwise you wouldn't come back. You like being more vulnerable. It feels good to share. No, I don't like being more vulnerable. You don't? No. Okay. Well, I mean, why would I want to be more vulnerable? Well, I appreciate you coming on at least to talk about the I love you thing. I'm here to. I know I did a 180 with the. Yeah, like you, we're totally off what you said. You're like, hey, this, we're going to talk. I was just talking to Stevenson about, hey, this is what you need to say. This is what what it means. And this is why. And I think I've been saying it a bunch. I think he's starting to understand. He is. And Stashira has even picked up on it, his sister, because he was saying, oh, he was eating this chicken. He was like, I love this chicken or something. Mm -hmm. And Stashira was like, you don't love it. You like it. It's food. You love people. You like food. And so she's picked up on, yeah, you don't want to just throw that love That's word right. around. But I mean, I'm guilty of being like, oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. But I, I think I'm that you were, no, we're a good balance. And I think it is important to remember that love matters and, or words matter. So does love, but words matter. And that, you know, we, we think about it and that that's a special thing. And I probably let myself love too quickly. And, you know, I mean, I don't regret those loves, but I think it is special that, knowing that you waited to say I love you to me or your mm-hmm. future wife, which turned out to be me. Like, that's special. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I, I want our kids to hear the same. I'd like Stashir to grow up and know the boy tells you he loves you within, like, he better be, give you a ring when he's telling you he loves you. Like, anything before that, you're what? like, no, it's too soon. No, you, know, you, you don't need to go that, that far just because that's how you did it. Because I don't want her to go, oh, he, dad, mom, he loves me. He just, how long y'all been dating? This is our third day. He told me he loves me. <laughs> okay, third day. Like, but they could okay, be. Okay, like, yeah, right. But, but maybe three months like, in. get out of town. Okay, I know you're going to be protective because she's your daughter. We'll just have to, we'll find the balance because I know what it's like. And, and you know, I I wanted to be loved and I had probably unhealthy relationships with guys because, you know, my dad left when I was eight and that translated into me and my sister both have been open about the fact that we looked for love elsewhere, even though we now our relationship with our dad is much better than it was then, but he was he was not always around, but he was a, still a good man, still mm-hmm. a good dad. He was 
doing the best he could given the circumstances. And, you know, obviously it would have been better had he not left us, but that's a whole nother conversation. I don't hold anything against him for that. Forgiveness has taken place. I actually get it. And we know how hard marriage is. We've been married 12 years. Like, I think that we can be like a little bit more now, like, okay, we get it. Like, it's not easy. So um, where was I going with this? I have no idea. We started on just saying, I love you. We went to the coin toss. Then we went to the fact that you weren't pregnant. Or we didn't do it before marriage. Well, because and now we, we're all I was clarifying that I like, couldn't be pregnant. Oh, but that was the other thing is that I probably loved others a little bit too easy because I was craving the love and the attention from guys. Uh, you know, so we but, but we didn't enter our marriage. Well, I'll even say like I didn't enter. Ben and I made a choice not to sleep together until we were married. But that wasn't I hadn't made that decision before you. And I had done stuff before. So. That's something that I always thought I would save for marriage, too, which was a gift I wanted to give to you, but I messed that up. But, you know, we're not perfect. No, nobody's perfect. I know. And there's no pressure on that. And these days, it's, like, so different. I mean, I don't really know where kids these days are, but it does seem harder and harder for that to happen. But, you know, we did plan our wedding in eight weeks, so (laughs) we didn't have to wait a lot of time. But, I mean, we waited. Yep. We did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on to talk about saying I love you. That's always my pleasure. And the importance of words and how words matter. They do. Sorry I took you on little rabbit trails. Will you come back again? There's something I want to have you back on for. Oh, let's talk about adoption next time you come and infertility and kind of that journey. Want to? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd love to. No pressure. No, we you started today with more... vulnerability. So now I'm thinking, wow, we're really going to, we're starting fertility and adoption. That's oh. very vulnerable. We started today with vulnerability? No, you just told me, thank you for coming on because you like being vulnerable. And I don't like being vulnerable, but talk about fertility or we can talk about. That is you being vulnerable. Yeah. I told you it's a very 2019 thing to do. Hmm. All the men are doing it. All the men are being vulnerable? Mm-hmm. And women. Hmm. Where, where did you read that? Everywhere. Hmm. Okay, bye. Love I have celebrity trainer, Erin Opria. Thank you for coming back. I always love having you on. Well, you're the best. No, you can uh, hear previous episodes with Erin. We talk about all kinds of things. But today I brought you in to talk about scales and weighing. Because I think that's something that women especially get fixated on. And if you're a guy listening right now, maybe maybe you weigh yourself. I don't know. But I feel like it can be unhealthy at times. It has been for me. It's, but but I was encouraged so by someone in the health world that I follow and trust. And she encourages people to weigh themselves every single day when they wake up. So I fell into that and I started doing it and it was not good. And I'm happy to say that I haven't weighed myself in months. That's amazing. And, and I, and I'm okay with it and I feel better because I don't want to get fixated and all wrapped around the axle about five pounds, which could be, you know, water weight or PMS or something that I just ate that's going to fall off in a couple of days anyways. Right, right. So we're so much more than a number on a scale. Our weight's going to fluctuate 100%. It's going to have highs, lows, you know, if we take in a lot of sodium, the number goes up. We have less sodium, we sweat, blah, 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 blah. You, it, the number on the scale doesn't matter. It's good to have a good ballpark of where you're at in the beginning and then just continue to live a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And with consistency, the number will drop. Like I used to weigh, I mean, I'm about 15 pounds heavier than I used to be. I'm not saying I'm any bigger, but I'm about 15 pounds heavier and than I used muscle? to be. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's muscle. Okay, um, which is probably what's happened to your me. Your number I, would probably be higher right. than what you're used to well, being. I started to see it go up when you and I started working out and I started lifting weights. I started to see it out. go up and I would freak out. Again, that's why I haven't weighed myself in months because I don't, that's not important. When I put on my clothes, they fit. The most important thing. The most important thing is actually how do you feel? I feel great. I feel strong. I feel healthy. And I am bigger than I was but it's muscle and I feel strong and healthy. Like I feel great. Like you can run up a flight of stairs and you're not dying at the top. What right. a great feeling. Go right. out and play with your children and you can walk the dog and you can do all these things and you're not dying. It's about loving life and doing things that you love doing and not having to sit on the bench while your kids are playing because you don't feel good. Right. And then, and not 
getting depressed for no reason because you weighed yourself in the morning and it's not the exact number that I mean, you think it should be. That it is super depressing. I Which mean, why do we do that to ourselves? So many of I've struggled with it. Oh, I me went too. through a horrible phase of it. And it made me crazy. It didn't make me happy. I didn't feel happy. I felt like I was always like, oh, what's the scale going to be? I'm gonna, I'd go to the bathroom. What's the scale? I'd go drink some water. What's the scale? And I was like, that is a horrible way to live. Right. That, to me, it takes the joy out of life. And life is all about love. I mean, we only get one. Love it. Live it to its fullest. Still, you need to eat a clean, balanced lifestyle. I'm not saying that it has to be all perfect or all bad. I mean, find a balance. Find a balance that you can live on forever. Just like in my 4 by 4 diet book, I talk about still not taking one food group out. I still want people to um, have a little bit of everything that they enjoy, but in small amounts. You're right. Just find what is going to work for you in that balance. And that's that's what I've been adopting into my life. There were times I've definitely been way more strict than I am. Oh, my gosh. But, but now I know I work out, I work hard, and I, I have some of that wiggle room that, you know what, if I mess up, who cares? It's not even a mess up. It's living life. It's living life. It's not like, oh, I ate this, so now I'm totally off the rails. I should just eat whatever I want forever. It's no. kind of like, okay, which I'm still guilty of at times. So you eat on that, it. and then you get up in the morning, and you and just you move on. Right back on. Don't weigh yourself and get oh, fixated well. on it. And because then be guess like, what? That scale went up. It did. Mm-hmm. And it would go up on me. It's going to go up on you. It's going to go up on everybody. That's okay. Right. Just don't. like. I think it's good to have certain a gauge on, on what you should be with your clothes and how they feel. And then if, if you feel like clothes are getting a little bit tight, then clean it up. That means you're cheating way too much. Right. Just clean up the diet a little bit, get moving more, and then you'll feel better instead of every day getting fixed on a number, which you work with a lot of female clients. Like we're, there, we get fixated on the number. We do. Where it's so crazy. From? I don't know, but it's really a sad way because everyone has in their mind that you have to be this certain number to be beautiful Which or everybody to Everybody is good. a different height and Every, different your bone structure and all and, kinds of things. And so every, how do you know what you're supposed to weigh? You don't because we're all different. Everybody, God has blessed us to make us all different in our own special way. And that's what keeps things from being boring. Could you imagine if we were all the same? boring yeah no no way that'd be so so boring so i was like take advantage of what god's blessed you with and go work out move your body eat clean dance lots because what's life without dancing yes aaron does love to dance (laughs) every saturday you can find her at whiskey row from four to six four to six (laughs) i will be home to cook dinner at that point (laughs) and she takes her own beet juice with her because she makes a beet juice vodka no tequila tequila oh not vodka sorry my bad bad. let's get straight yeah no i order the tequila at the bar i bring my own beet lemon and uh ginger juice and, and it's a bomb. It's, it's like so a nice good. little cocktail. And it's so cute. If you follow Erin on Instagram, she's <laughs> at Erin Opria. And it's her and her husband. And every Saturday they're out dancing, which Ben and I, we want to try to go. And I've talked to a couple of other people. They want to join you too. Do they really? No, We're they gonna, You're going to have a party with me on the rooftop. Yeah, I know. Oh, ben yeah. Doesn't, ben doesn't really dance though. He will that day. Because Sean's dancing. He'll dance with Sean. The dancing <laughs> is just a reminder of that's part of, of having fun and having that balance. Like you're not out saying... Don't ever go out and drink, have a drink, and have, and a have drink. fun and have, you know, or have a donut. Like those are your favorite things. But just know that if you're someone that's fixated on the number, if you go do that stuff, it's yeah, you may up. weigh more the next day. <laughs> and then that'll spiral into some sort of crazy obsession or depression about, oh, I hate my body. So then you eat it again and then, and then you, you do yes. it again and again and, and again. And it does not cycle. So what, what you need to do is live life, have fun, do that stuff. And then don't weigh yourself the next day and just keep moving Absolutely. and take care of yourself. Because I guarantee if I choices. got on the scale this morning after yesterday, I mean, I still ate healthy. Well, yeah, to the most part. It was my son's birthday. I had half a donut, but I ate, I had tequila and I had one piece of pizza. My scale would be up right. quite a bit. Because you don't be normally up, do that. Yeah, I would be up about five pounds today. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I can feel it in my face. But it, the face is sodium. That's cool. Tomorrow will be gone. Yeah. But if I got up this morning and I'm like, oh, I'm up five pounds if I would have weighed, I'd been like, oh, forget it. I give up. That's the mindset of a lot of people. I give up. I'm just going to, I've already lost it. So I'm just going to keep on going. And that's where we get in trouble. So that's why I'm like, that's right. I know I'm up today. I'm going to eat clean, get back on track and it will be back down in a couple of days. I'll be fine. Right. No big deal. And then also no too. I'll just reiterate. I think I mentioned this earlier, but if you're adding weights into your routine and you didn't before, the scale is going to go up because- you see that mostly. The Not, muscle it doesn't is there. happen every time, but as a majority, the scale usually goes 
up. And some, but one thing you do need to make sure of when you add weights is you don't want to overeat. People overestimate. They're like, oh, I worked out today, so I can have this. Well, because you hear if you lift weights, like if you do... Your metabolism Your metabolism up. goes it up is. for 24 hours? Yes. Is that true? Yes, but that doesn't mean you need to go eat a whole box of pasta. Okay. I mean, you still <laughs> need to remember portion control. And even when I was talking about cheating, cheating isn't a free-for-all. You should balance out your cheating. I'm not telling you go drink a bottle of tequila. I'm telling you a couple of drinks isn't going to kill you. But mix between in between each drink, have the water. Balance it out. Have a piece of pizza. You don't need to eat the whole large pizza. Yeah. So balance. Okay. I had a piece of pizza, so I only ate half a donut. If I would have had a whole donut, I wouldn't have had a piece of pizza. I'd balance it out. Yeah. Because I already had the tequila. So I don't need it all. And then this morning, 100% clean. Nice. Back on track. Back on track. So while you're here, I also want to bring up, since... We just encourage people to, you know, throw out the scales or at least get weigh yourself every day. Get moving because your new step bet is starting. Actually, we're in the warm up week right now. Favorite thing ever. But March 3rd is the deadline for the legit. Like the warm up week will be over and people need to sign up. And I joined the game. I did it earlier this year and it was so fun. It kept me moving. And I, I was encouraged by even emails I was getting from people that I had told I was doing it. And they signed up and joined your game too. And they're like, oh my gosh, this has been a game changer for me. Like I was feeling depressed or I couldn't get out of bed. Like I just, but this motivated them to get moving. So I just thought, I just wanted to share that with you. The uh, notes the I was getting. The game yes. is my favorite thing ever. I'm obsessed with them because the more you move, the better you feel, the more you sit, the worse you feel. So the worse it gets. So just get your body moving. Your body's a machine that's made to move. So what step bet is, is you pay $40. Everybody pays 40 And then your um, it pulls the history of your fitness tracker, whether it's your watch or your phone. And it's going to take your average and up it about 30%. And that's going to be your average for the next five weeks for you to get. If you've already played, it's going to only up at 100 yeah, or 2 Yeah, it doesn't. I've already played. So, it yeah, so it doesn't, up, it doesn't up at 30% again, just the first time. And then if you get your steps, you're getting your $40 back. So you're just investing in yourself to make yourself move again for the next five weeks. Yeah. You guys can do it. It's five weeks. And with that time, you're going to start establishing new healthy habits of moving. And you'll realize how much better you feel. So then you're not going to want to sit all the time. Yeah, you really do. Like I've done it. I I will admit I did Aaron's step bet last summer and I lost the 40 bucks because I got eliminated like right away. I didn't get my like steps. Ra- like day two. Yeah. And it was like, like wah, wah, wah. So not then, again. But then this earlier this year, I did it and it felt so awesome to get my 40 bucks back and then some the rest of the pot from the people that had dropped out so join us if you want to just uh, download the step bet app and under the game code which is the very important part because some people are like i just signed up for a random game i'm like what you should join our game because that way we're all doing this together cool kids are together yeah it's the aaron opria that's the game code you enter and that's e-r-i-n-o-p-r-e-a boom Boom. Let's get this step party going. Do that. Um, We will, uh, we'll have Aaron. Thank you for coming on again. And we'll have you back. Let's hang out again. We always like having Aaron's perspective on, because I love that she's all about the balance. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander heritage month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, 
this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. So on last week's episode, I talked about how I got my eyebrows microbladed and it went horribly wrong. I got so many emails and questions about it that I contacted Megan Pearson, who did my brows, redid my brows from the horrible experience to see if she could come on and talk about it because so many of you seem interested in microblading. So I was like, okay, I've got to bring the expert on. So Megan is here and she's beauty by Megan on Instagram and it's beauty underscore by underscore Megan and Megan is M-E-E-G-E-N and she's a cosmetic tattoo and makeup artist. She's one of the best in Nashville and she works with a lot of the country stars. Again, I found you because Kelsey Ballerini posted mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. I was about eight months into my, my microbladed brows that I hated, but I was just living with them. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just... Most going, people don't know, like you right. can do anything about it. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. I guess one day maybe they'll fade. Yeah. So I, I saw Kelsey post about you. So I thought, I'm just going to reach out. So I DM'd you on Instagram, mm-hmm. explained to you my situation, then eventually got an appointment with you to come in just so you could look at them mm-hmm. because I wanted a second opinion. Yes. I wanted you to look at them and see if you saw as a professional yeah. what I saw, yeah. which was a mistake. Yeah. It, <laughs> or mistakes, two of them, because I have two brows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went in and I loved how honest you were with me. You're like, mm, yeah. And I thought maybe you could kind of just microblade around them and yeah. make them different and fix them. And you looked at me and you said, sweetie, yeah. um, I can help you, but you're going to have to get these lasered off and then come back to see yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. That's the unfortunate thing is a lot of people don't know that that's the step. You can't, if they're really small and have almost faded away absolutely usually you can rework them but when they're pretty prominent still which I think that was your problem was that they were a little too prominent too prominent too big they're very thick yeah yeah 
and that's another thing. Maybe like thick and feathery is really in right now. Yeah. But that just didn't fit my no. my face no. structure. And to go from like thin to thick. And then that's a good point. You know, while we're talking about it, you bring up as the person doing the microblading, like, do you have to watch out for trends and what people yes. want oh and gosh. warn them like, hey, this is your face? Yes. Yes. And as I did, you know, hair and makeup for six years, that's how I met Kelsey. That's how I met a lot of the artists that I've, you know, microbladed now. And it's, there's so many trends that come and go with makeup, with brows, everything. So it's just, you can't tattoo based on a trend. You know, I want to tattoo based on longevity and what's going to look best for your face. Not everyone can handle fluffy brows. Because as long as you get that base right, you can always with pencil or powder, like create more of the trendy look. Exactly. And a lot of people want to think that microblading, oh, I'm going to have to throw away my pencil. And just because I get my eyebrows microbladed, I'll never have to touch them again. That's not necessarily the case. If you pencil your eyebrows in pretty heavily, that's penciling powder in all over the entire eyebrow microblading is the opposite of that we want it to have a soft pretty feathery effect so if we you know go in there and add all these beautiful little hair like strokes which is the point of microblading versus traditional tattooing then that just means that um, it's a perfect stencil for if you still want to powder your brows in but I would rather go minimal and more natural and let you add more if you need to I feel like that was some questions I was getting how do you know what to do in the shape and that's the thing you specialize in this, so you can look at someone's face mm-hmm. and know what brow shape is going to be good for them, especially because you're a makeup artist. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, and that then eventually you got into this. So, but what about when the, like, I, I speak up a lot. Like, that's a good thing. That's, that's a good, a good yes, thing. Because yeah. I feel like every, like, in, in, but you want that. So yes. I would encourage people, and from the emails I've been getting, there's a, apparently a lot of people out there that are considering microblading. Mm-hmm. To not be scared to speak up. No. Yeah. And I love that about you. Like, I know you kept saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I'm like, no, like this well, is yeah. teamwork. And you I know? have, I have post-traumatic have, yes. stress <laughs> yeah. from my other situation. Yours is definitely relatable, understandable. But, but, but yes. a lot of people do. I get a lot of emails um, and pictures of people who are messaging me saying like, what can I do? Like help. And I send them to Nashville Beauty Girl and then send them back to me. And that's an unfortunate process. But if you're just open and honest at the beginning and don't be afraid, if you look at something and you're like, "Mm, I don't know if that looks right, like tell people. And and the way I approach microblading and I think is really important to find an artist is that um, it always comes with a touch-up that's included because you need that touch-up. I would rather start off with less is more. So I'm going to build a brow um, that's going to be nice and soft and pretty and more reserved. And then when you come back in for that touch-up, we can always add more. I'd rather you live with them for, you know, eight weeks and then decide we need to add some more fluff. You know, like if you would have gone in there and done that first and started off way more reserved. I I swear to you, I said to her, I want to start, I'd rather start off small and come back. And then they ended up big and and yeah. I know I, I I did have a desire to have more eyebrows yeah. but maybe and maybe I overexpressed that maybe and that that that's why I came away with two huge brows yeah. but you um, don't have a lot to start with you right. know so I really didn't a big brow to you was probably like a little you know I mean a normal size brow versus a big brow so how important because you know like the shape of faces and makeup and when you're creating a look for somebody how important is the brow Oh my gosh, it's everything. I mean, if you have on brows and lashes, that's it. You know, that that's your face. So if you <laughs> no. were to, you know, like you were taken to a, what's the, like a desert island and you could only uh, take one beauty uh, product with you? Brows. Oh, way. it would be a brow pencil? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Have you, I mean, you know what it's I like. I know. It, you, yes, I know. I feel <laughs> like it's a toss up between mascara. Yeah, that's true. And brows. Yeah. But these days now with microblading and lash extensions, it's like, oh, maybe. what else do you need in life? <laughs> but then you would have to take your lash extension person and your brow oh, person 100%. to the island. Yeah. Which everyone would be happy because, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what else do you, you need in life on an island? So. But um, so, okay. The, so brows are important because I've been mm-hmm. talking with, I don't think my sister will mind me putting her out here, but I, re- I want to encourage my sister I don't know if she plucked all of hers away. I did. That's mm-hmm. what, well, first of all, I was born with minimal brows. I had half brow situation, which shout out Lauren <laughs> Petrowski, who uh, is in Austin. And she posted something on her Instagram that she too is a half brow. Oh, and no. she's another person that said on Instagram after she listened to my podcast mm-hmm. that she was considering microblading. Oh yeah. And I would encourage her to go for it because she's drawing them in every day and she works in news. She's on TV. It's yes. just a lot. 
So, and that was the thing for me when I started getting it done. Like, I have to be up super early. I have to be ready. Mm-hmm. It's nice to just wake up and feel like certain steps are taken yes. care of. Yeah. And I feel more together. Yeah. And, you know, the brow is an important part of your look. 100%. And my sister has plucked hers away, but then she grew them out for a year. She's like, I'm not going to touch them mm-hmm. because I want to see how much they'll grow back. But she's 41 mm-hmm. and four kids and hormone changes. And I don't yes. know how things grow. But she didn't pluck them for a year and nothing nothing, co- nothing yeah. has grown back. Yeah. And I thought, she goes, Amy, I haven't plucked them in a year. And I said, what? <laughs> oh, okay, God. you need to come see Megan. Yeah. Like for your birthday, I want to get you microblading. Oh. And that's actually, I gave that to her on her last birthday, yes. which was a few months ago. So I need to book her. We've got to get her to Nashville yes. and book her yes. with you. And I need to probably get on your books because I know you're hard to get into. But I want her to get that because I yeah. really feel like it'll help shape. Oh my her gosh, face. it does. It does. Well, and as women age, like one of the biggest things that I see is um, the brows kind of start to fade out in the the middle or the I mean, the beginning first. So you know the corner of your your nose that area it starts to fade out, and then women start to look at themselves and they're like, I feel like I'm getting like fatter, you know, or my nose is getting larger, but it's totally an illusion. As that space widens in between your eyebrows, it just makes your whole face look bigger. And then the second thing that goes is the tail. That's like with women, it's like either the beginning or the tail, it just starts to fade off. And then it just, you lose your arch. You lose that just clean kind of polished look. And if you can just at least have a guideline there, like you were saying, um, just because no one wants to have to fill in their brows every single morning. You know, if you go work out, if you have kids, just you having go swimming, yes. you go to the beach, you go to yes. The, yes, it just wipes right off. That yes. was me. Yes. And then people would be like, what happened to your eyebrows? Uh, and I'd be like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a sensitive topic. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it, and it goes to show that sometimes what you're made fun of for as a kid sticks with you. Like oh, that yeah. stuff sticks with me. Like going to the pool when I was younger, I, you know, high school, especially when I was really getting into makeup and penciling. I mean, let's be honest, I've never really been into makeup. (laughs) But when I started to actually put makeup on, I never have known exactly what I'm doing. And I normally do it sloppily and with my fingers. But I got a good team of people around you. That's that's why I rely on you for brows and Carrie, Nashville Beauty Girl and Kelly Velvet's Edge. Uh, Yes, I have I have people that I try to get tips from and teach me well. But uh, you know, it stuck with me. Uh-huh. And here I am, 37 years old and still self-conscious yeah. about my brows. Yeah, well, cuz they don't grow they don't grow back. It's like your sister, you can literally grow out. I mean, even my little tails are like practically gone, you know, and I I probably haven't touched them in 5 years, you know. So do you microblade your own brows? Um, I'm trying to get braver to do that. Okay. If I could just take my head off and do it myself, that would be wonderful. But I'm one of those people where it's like I could get my brows bladed once and I'd probably never have to touch them again because they're pretty full. Yeah, you, know? you have full brows. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, I'm lucky. But the tails are sad. Like if I wipe this makeup off, like it, it's sad. So I'm I, I'm going to play around with it. I've done a couple like in there, but it's, yeah. you know, I do it upside down. So it's uh-huh. like the angles I just can't even picture. So it could go really great or it, yeah. maybe I'll call Carrie and be like, hey, can you laser this off? Because I just and screwed then, my own brows up. And start over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so Megan's amazing. Just know that uh, if you're in Nashville or you want to reach out to her, even on Instagram, if you've got questions, beauty underscore by underscore Megan. That's your Instagram handle. Thank you. And then you can uh, catch her on Gmail if you want to send her an email. It's MeganPearson at gmail.com. M-E-E-G-E-N-P-E-A-R-S-O-N. I feel like I have to spell things. For yeah. People, it's a podcast. And then sometimes they're like, I got the email wrong. Oh my, and, and everyone does mine. Everyone puts an A on the end. Everyone yeah. does M E E G A N. But it's not. It's no. all E's. Yes. Megan, I should buy E's. that email or buy it. I should get that email just because I'm sure I get those all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some regular Megan yes. out there is getting all your microblading emails. Yeah. Well, you're awesome. Uh, Thank you for coming thank in. You and, you know, me. doing a follow up on this yes. because it was such a popular topic yes. last week. I have a review on my weighted blanket and I got to say I'm a fan. So I got it in. I spent some time with it. If you can get one, you should totally do it. It, They are expensive, which is a bummer because it's something that's so awesome for you. But maybe if you're someone who has to medicate or do something else to get rid of some of your anxiety, this actually might be cheaper than having to take medicine and actually better for your body. So it's valuable. And then I saw online, there are DIY weighted blankets. So if you Google like do it yourself, maybe you could 
make your own weighted blanket at home. I love mine. Definitely going to keep using it. And I kind of wish I could travel with it because sometimes my anxiety goes up when I travel or my I'm more restless. I don't feel as grounded. And man, if I could take the weighted blanket with me, I feel like I would sleep like a champ when I travel. So yeah, maybe if you are someone who struggles with anxiety, I totally recommend this or you're you're feeling unsettled. They say the weighted blanket really can give you that grounded feeling. And if you are anxious or stressed or something like that, your body is producing cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and the weighted blanket can help that. So Highly recommend it for that reason, calming your body down. It can reduce nervous system activity. So if you're trying to unwind at the end of the day, but your mind is still racing, well, the weighted blanket can help help with that. I did see that you should be getting a blanket that is 5 to 10% of your body weight. So keep that in mind if you want it to be effective. I mean, it just helped me want to, I mean, you can't really move when it's on. I mean, you can a little bit, but I'm less restless. Like it just automatically calms you down. I can't explain it, but it's pretty genius. And if you think about it, they had those blankets for dogs, not, not blankets, but vests. What were those things called? Oh, the thunder shirts. So my dog, Josie, our old dog, we have a dog, Cara, now we lost Josie to cancer, but she would freak out during thunderstorms. And I always thought about getting her one of those thunder shirts because I would see how it would like keep dogs calm. And I never tried it out with her. But I mean, if you think about it, it totally makes sense. And if it works for dogs when they're stressed out, then a weighted blanket would work for humans. I mean, you should definitely give it a try. I also saw too that they work more for than just anxiety. Like if you have OCD, post-traumatic stress disorder, bipolar disorder, like a lot of those can be related to the lowering of serotonin levels in the body. And the deep touch that's provided by a weighted blanket can help boost those levels back up. How crazy is that? And then I read they could even in, like help with focus, which I have ADD big time. I don't medicate myself for it. And it's something I really have to monitor. But I saw that they did a study with weighted vests on kids that were in school because they didn't have the the blankets on them. Although I will say my friend Andrea, who's a teacher, she keeps some weighted blankets, I think, in her classroom. And if sometimes if students need to go into the corner and sit down, they'll put the weighted blanket on. And then once they're ready to join the class back, they're more calm and focused and ready to you know, listen and not be all over the place. But anyway, back to the ADD, which see, I kind of went off on a little trail there. But one study took students with attention difficulties and hyperactivity, and they put the weighted vests on, which is the same thing as like the weighted blanket, and their ability to stay on task increased up to 25%, which is a lot. So I may have to start doing work with my weighted blanket on because I feel like I'll focus more. Maybe I should put the weighted blanket on while I do this podcast. (laughs) And then I'll be able to focus more. So anyway, if, you sh- if you're shopping around for them, know that they can be sort of pricey, anywhere from 100 to $200, which, you know, a lot of y'all have been asking exactly what I buy and where I buy it. I get a lot of stuff on Amazon. So I actually just started working on one of those Amazon shop pages that I'm building together all my favorite things because, you know, on here before I've talked about this face mask that my face person tells me to use. It's got a red light and a blue light and I wear it at night and I got on Amazon and I get more questions about that thing. And I wish I could just be like, oh yeah, here it is, here it is. But now I can send you to my Amazon shop page and boom, you'll know the exact one that I buy. I'm waiting for approval from Amazon right now because you have to be an influencer, and then you get approved. So that's what we're waiting on. And as soon as that shop page is up, it'll be so easy to send y'all there. But remember, they're a little pricey, but I think totally worth it. And then you can do it yourself, like a DIY weighted blanket. You just got to Google it and look it up. I personally have not made one. (laughs) Again, got mine on Amazon, but I'm just trying to let you know that there are people that make their own in case you can't afford to get one. Okay. All right. Big fan of weighted blankets. Can't wait to go home and get in mine. that's a wrap on today's episode. I want to thank my husband again for coming on because it's super hard for him to do. And I think it was because the first time he came on, he got such a good response. Like I was getting really nice emails and tweets and little Instagram messages. And I think that that encouraged him to like have a little confidence that it's, it's good to speak up and share your thoughts and feelings and things in your life. So 
keep that stuff coming because then I can get him back to talk about more things and I'll share with him like you did so good. Look at all these notes, which we, I really appreciate the emails so much. So we've been getting so many questions that I wanted to start a Q&A episode, which started this week. If you haven't gone back to listen to that or you didn't realize it loaded. Well, on Tuesday, we put up a Q&A. So every Tuesday, there'll be about a 10 to 15 minute episode that'll have four questions with four answers. And then every Thursday, you'll have this normal episode that we've been doing, which will have four different things like topics, interviews, or whatever I'm going to be talking about. And if you subscribe to Four Things with Amy Brown, wherever you listen to podcasts, then I think it'll automatically just load up for you. So if you haven't subscribed, do that. I always, we appreciate the subscribers and anybody that writes a review, you're amazing. Uh, and, you know, gives the stars and all the things like that's just helpful in growing the podcast. So we appreciate that. I do. A big thank you to Elizabeth and Mike for always getting the podcasts up, making it happen. My other guest today, uh, Megan, who talked about eyebrows, Megan Pearson, she's awesome. And then Erin Opria, really, they're very busy people and they take time out of their day to come sit and talk with me. So hopefully their information was beneficial to you in some way, shape or form. So now I'll do a quick email shout out. I think I'll still keep the shout outs at the end of each episode. I'll do a quick email shout out in addition to doing the Q&A emails on Tuesday. But this is a cool note that I got from David. It's not so much a question, but I just liked the information and I thought it was fitting, at least for me, and I wanted to share it. Uh, from David, I know you named your dog Kara after Supergirl. I don't know if you know this or not, but Kara, like a C-H, like a hard C-H, as in Bach, C-H-A-R-A, Kara, is ancient Greek for joy. Keep bringing light where you go. So David, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I had no idea that uh, Kara was Greek for joy. And I have joy tattooed on my wrist. Like joy is a big part of my life. And now like our dog, Kara, who our kids randomly named because they're obsessed with Supergirl. Uh, sure, her ancient Greek name, her meaning is joy. So I love that so much. I love when you find out how joy just like, or a word or something that's important to you keeps finding its way back into your life. And also shout out David, because I know there's probably not a lot of guys listening to my podcast. So I think I pulled this email as well to be like, what? We have guys listening. Y'all can email me too and let me know that if there's any topics y'all want to hear. I think I have such a female brain towards this podcast that I may be leaving some guys out there listening. So if there's something y'all would like to hear me cover, or maybe even my husband, since now he's you know not opposed to coming on, send me emails, fourthingswithamybrown at gmail.com, and maybe we can get some topics that guys would enjoy too. Okay, I am going to let y'all go, but thank you as always for listening. You're awesome. Uh. Be kind to joy, laugh a lot. EK, EK, be kind to joy, laugh a lot. Cast up, roll things. Little food for your soul, baby. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, baby. Laugh a little more, baby. Tight, tighten up your core, baby. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com.
This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 